as most of you have seen in the news, and for the benefit of those who may not have seen, because of the, the storms that we've had recently, uh, Texas has lost most of its electrical power. They have over a million people without power in frigid temperatures. I was watching a, a, a news program to, yesterday, today, earlier on, and they were actually showing a person's house uh, where the pipes had burst because of the frigid temperatures, and there were literally icicles coming down uh, the person's ceiling fan. That's how cold it was in the home. And they're reporting that people are having to sleep in their cars uh, because the house is just too cold. Uh, so there's a lot that's going on in there that we just need to bring this precious state before the Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor Evelyn, if you would come, please. Uh, excuse me a second. I know I'm out of camera view, but I just want to move that out of the way. Uh, Pastor Evelyn, if you would just uh, make your way uh, there. And uh, I'm going to ask her to lift up her voice. I'm going to ask you to join with her and agree with her as she prays uh, that God would make a way with it. Now they're, they're talking about it's going to be over a week or so before uh, anybody sees any resemblance of power. Uh, so we need God to intervene and we need God to undergird people and to help uh, in any way that they can. Uh, and we need God to more specifically to help out, to, to make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way right now. Pastor Evelyn, would you please lift up your voice? Hold your heavenly father. Lord, we come humbly before you, Lord, on behalf of the people of Texas. Lord, we pray for your mighty hand to move, Lord. Lord, that yes. only you can do what needs to be done in an entire state, yes. Lord, where there are, Lord, so many people that are facing, Lord, just the unknown, the never seen before. Lord, all of this was so unexpected, and they are just physically not prepared, emotionally not prepared, Lord, maybe even spiritually not prepared, but Lord, we know that you know what they are facing, Lord, that, Lord, you feel their pain, Lord, but you also know how they will get out of this. Lord, all of the reports, Lord, say that it will be a long time before they can get it, Lord, and for so many, Lord, this is a time of desperation, but Lord, we know that with a word that you speak, you can change their situation, Lord. Lord, we know that you can come in and do miracles like only you can do. Lord, we claim the state of Texas to receive the miracle that you will provide. Lord, we pray that you may move, dear Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will give wisdom to the leaders, dear Jesus. Lord, that all of those that can come in and support and help may do so. Lord, may power be be restored. May the weather shift and change, Lord. Yes. Just like you calm the seas, Lord, yes. you can calm this storm. Lord, with a simple spoken word, Lord, you can change that, Lord. Remove these obstacles one by one that they face, Lord. And in all of this, Lord, we pray for your peace. Lord, we pray that these people facing this uncertainty, Lord, as they are robbed of their peace and living in fear, Lord, we pray for the supernatural peace that you can give, dear Jesus. Lord, may they, Lord, be filled with hope in you, Lord, and may they see you move even in the smallest of ways around them, Lord. Yes. Lord, we pray that Texas may be able to, Lord, glorify you for all that you will do amongst them, dear Jesus. Lord, 
move the Christians, Lord. Move your people around in this entire country and the world, Lord. If we have a way to support the Texans, Lord, may we step in and do, Lord. May we be your hands and feet, dear Jesus. Lord, may we help our brothers and sisters in need, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, make a way, Lord. Lord, we now may not know how, but you know, dear Jesus. You know the plan, Lord. Give them the wisdom to follow your leading, dear Jesus. Lord, and do the miracles that only you can do, Lord. Lord, we know that you can change the weather with a spoken word. You can bring peace, Lord, with your presence. Lord, I pray that people may turn to you, dear Jesus, that this, Lord, in even the roughest of situations, Lord, may they see you moving. And, Lord, may this be an opportunity for the Spirit to move amongst the people of Texas, Lord, where they can see true faith, Lord, where they can truly see you move, that you are worthy of being their Lord and Savior. Lord, in every opportunity, Lord, how the devil tries to derail your people and draw them away from you, may even in this situation, Lord, you may draw them near to you, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, may every miracle you perform be an opportunity to open their eyes and see your loving hand in theirs, dear Jesus. Lord, we thank you in advance for all that only you can do and you will do, Lord, for your people. And Lord, we just continue to trust, Lord, that you will make a way in your mighty and matchless name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Let's continue to keep the situation in Texas under prayer. And as you know, we are still in very much in a pandemic. The latest count is close to 490,000 Americans have lost their lives. People are in the hospital, some on ventilators, really struggling. We have some from our own church that have been hospitalized and on ventilators and we're believing God for full recovery for that. On, on top of that, we have obviously because of this pandemic, there are people who have lost their jobs as businesses are shut down. Uh, so that's created financial crisis and stress. We just got a text from uh, some friends of ours that are in California their pastor has been taken into the hospital uh, and put on a ventilator. Uh, so they're praying, asking for prayer that God would touch their pastor. As you know, that, that impacts a whole congregation. So I'm going to ask Pastor Joe if he would make his way to the platform. We want to continue to lift up this pandemic before God and all that it's created, all the, 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 the offshoots, the tributaries, if you will, that have come around in our life and impacted our lives because of this pandemic. I don't want to forget that. I, want to, I don't want to forget the people that are hurting at home, the people that are struggling with depression because of this, uh, parents who feel neglected because their children can't come to see them, all these things that are transpiring. Let's go once again before the throne of grace. And be courageous and bold to ask God to lift this pandemic from the face of the earth. The Bible says that my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. So we just don't want to pray just for our own nation, but for all the nations that are being impacted uh, by this pandemic. Let's pray and ask God, as our sister prayed, for God to 
speak a word that can change the weather just like that. Our God can speak a word that can lift this pandemic from the face of the earth. So let's agree with Pastor Joey as he lifts up his voice. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, Lord. In the midst of such tragedy, in the midst of such a difficult year, God, you've shown your hand. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we've had so many vaccines that were able to be produced in record time. We thank you yes, that we were able to do testing and, and find things. Lord, we thank you that there are ways that we were able to mitigate the disaster and the far-reaching aspects of this pandemic. God, we're grateful that many are still able to work, Lord. We're grateful that many have been able to adjust. We're grateful that many have been able to stay in communication. God, we're grateful for all that. But Lord, we also know that there's so much more that needs to be done. We also know that not everybody was as fortunate that not everybody has had the same opportunities. Lord, even just as Pastor mentioned, there are places outside of our country that don't have access yet to the vaccine, that don't have access yet to proper medical care. Lord, that are struggling in real ways that have already been weighed down by several issues on top of the fact that there's a pandemic. Lord, we pray for your mercy. Yes, Lord. We pray for your grace, God. We pray that your hand will be upon it, O oh Lord. Father, I'm reminded uh, of the, the man who came to Jesus with his child. And you, were, you spoke to him and you said, if you believe, and you questioned his if. God, there's so much of us that we believe, but there's a part of us, Lord, that struggles. There's a part of us that doubts. There's a part of us that wonders if the answer will ever come. So, Lord, I echo that same man's prayer. Help us with our unbelief, God. Help us with those areas where you think like you're not going to show up. Help us in those financial circumstances where we don't see how ends are going to meet, where we don't see where the money's going to come from, where we're not sure how we're going to pay that next bill. Help us where our faith is weak, almighty God. Help us when we're struggling emotionally, when we're struggling psychologically, when we're struggling because we've been so disconnected for so long. Lord, help us, those of us who are even struggling spiritually, Lord, who have began to doubt you, Lord, who have begun to struggle in their faith, who have begun yes, to wander Lord. away and been enticed by the things of this world. Lord, help us to be close to you, Lord. Because if we learn nothing else in this year, we've realized that all the money in the world can't give you your health. We realize that even the strongest can turn overnight. Lord, that we are all just blades of grass and dust in the wind here today and gone tomorrow, if not by your mercy and your grace. Father God, we've gotten a, a peek into the fragility of our humanity, but we also got a glimpse into the power of your godness, Lord, of your goodness, of your spirit, of your presence. So Lord, I pray that that would help us to lean into you, God, that that would help us to turn to you, Lord, not turn away from you, to learn to run to you and not run away from you. Lord, we need you now more than we've ever needed you before. So God, we pray that you would show up in a Hallelujah. real way, not yes, just to make Lord. our lives comfortable, not even just to save lives, Lord, but so that lives and eternity can be saved, so that people can turn to you, not just for their physical health, but for their spiritual renewal, God. Lord, as they see you, do miracle after miracle and are reminded or are told for the first time that there is a God in heaven who loves them, who hears their cries and who responds to them. Do it for your honor and for your glory, God. Yes, Lord. Do it so that the world will know who you are, oh Lord. Father God, we want you to have the glory. We want you to have the honor. 
We're grateful for all these answers that have come. But Lord, we know that you are the ultimate answer. That you are the only one who can cause this all to go away. So speak your word, oh God. Yes, Lord. Move in a powerful way, oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Do it once again, Lord. As quickly as it showed up, may it go away, God. Because it's by your power, by your might, not by our strength, oh God. Yes, Lord. By your word, says the Lord. Amen. So Father, speak in a real and powerful way, God. Yes, Lord. And let everyone see that it was your hand that did it. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joey. I want to take the moment now to share with you the thought that God has put in my heart for all of us here tonight. It comes from the, the book of 2 Chronicles, uh, from the fourth chapter. I'm beginning in verse 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles. We are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we can see will last forever. The Apostle Paul here, in writing to the church at Corinth, opens up his heart and gives us a picture, if you will, allows us a, a, a window to see into his life, whereas you can tell, he's, he's claiming, we've had a lot of trouble. Trouble that has come as a result of being a Christian. Trouble that has come as a result of us sharing 
the gospel. Now, if you were to turn and read chapter 11, which I encourage you to do later on. Now, these verses won't come up onto the screen, but I just wanted to give you a very quick recap of some of the trouble the Apostle Paul went through, where he talks about that he had been in prison. He had been whipped uh, times without number. He had faced death again and again. Five times the Jewish leaders had given him 39 lashes. Oftentimes, someone would die just from one of those beatings of 39 lashes. Paul received them five times. Three times, he was beaten with rods. Once, he was stoned. Three times, he was shipwrecked. Once, he spent the whole night and a day adrift at sea. He has faced danger from robbers, dangers from his own people, from the Jews, and from the Gentiles. Every city that he goes to, he has faced danger. He has worked long hours. He's gone sleepless nights. He has gone hungry and thirsty. This is uh, chapter 11 of the same book. Where the Apostle Paul, again, gives us this picture, this window into his life. And, he, and we see that here, this great man of God, who is called by God to preach the gospel, yet he's experienced so many troubles. And yet, throughout all of these difficulties, throughout all these ordeals, he remained faithful, serving God by fulfilling his mission. And that mission was to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Staying on mission in other words, uh, serving the, the people that God had called them to serve, ministering the gospel, staying on mission and, and serving people, seeing people being saved, uh, and know, seeing people uh, giving thanksgiving to God and God receiving more and more glory meant more to him than all of the troubles that he had endured. That's why he said, you can't even compare all that I'm going through with this glory, that this, the wonderfulness of seeing people saved, the thanksgiving rising up to God, and all the glory that God is getting as a result of it. Paul said, it can't compare. That's why he said, no matter what, we will not give up. No matter what he dealt with physically, he had that attitude in his spirit that he was going to stay on mission. He was going to stay on mission and minister the gospel of Jesus Christ because he realized that physical troubles were temporary. They won't last forever. While staying on mission, that was spiritual and that had eternal consequences of seeing lives transformed for the glory of God of seeing the name of Jesus Christ lifted high and glorified. I want to compare, if I could, this text to our current situation. Because although we have not been whipped 39 times, five times, uh, although we have not been beaten or stoned, yet we find ourselves in troubled times. 
with this pandemic, as we've talked about, all the people that have died, the people that are sick, the people that are suffering as a result of losing their jobs, all of the things that are connected uh, to this pandemic. And on top of that, we have all of this political and social unrest. We got all of these things going on. And I find it interesting that we also have all of a sudden now all of these uh, storms. Uh, Chicago here, we dropped, was it, over two feet of snow in, in a week's time. Uh, and they saying we're breaking all kind of records and Texas is breaking all kind of records and going through all kind of things. I, I find that it's interesting that all of these things are happening at this time. It's almost like they're all compacted one on top of the other. It's created all kind of suffering for us. And during this time, I believe with all my heart that the greatest challenge for the church is staying on mission, staying on mission. Let me remind us all, if I could, of our mission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, you know the verse well. Jesus speaking to his disciples, he said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Again, Jesus talking to his disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, the mission of the church and therefore the mission of every believer, every child of God, every born-again Christian, our mission, my mission, your mission, is to tell people everywhere about Jesus Christ. That's the mission of the church, that we are called to make disciples of all the nations, to share this good news that God has given us. And during these unsettling times during this pandemic and during when all this trouble is all around us the temptation that we face is to go off mission to focus more on the physicality of what's going on around us uh, to focus more on our personal problems to focus more on, on the physical illnesses and to focus more on all these tributaries that are that comes as a result uh, in spinning off of this pandemic it's easy to get so focused on that and then to get off mission you see Paul realized that no matter what he was physically going through, he couldn't and wouldn't let it impact his mission. In fact, it only caused him to get more determined to stay on mission, to fulfill the call of God upon his life, and that was to share the gospel. Because Paul realized no matter what I'm going through, this is temporary and can't be compared to the outcome of God using me to bring another soul into his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, listen to me tonight. I know that we're living in difficult times. I understand that. And I want to make sure you 
understand my heart. Staying on mission does not mean that we don't uh, need to or shouldn't focus on praying for the, the physical needs that we have. Obviously, that's what we were doing just a few moments ago, and we're going to continue to do that. It's right to do that. I'm not talking about uh, uh, neglecting our, our, our time of prayer and bringing all these uh, physical needs before the Lord. What I'm talking about that is this. In spite of what's going on around us physically, we cannot lose focus of what our mission is. The mission of the church is to make disciples, to tell people about Jesus Christ, the good news. And this is... I believe, a golden season that we are in because people are more receptive now because they have seen their need. I believe one of the things God is doing through this pandemic and how he's using it is to, is to tenderize hearts, to make them more receptive to hearing it. So I want to encourage you tonight. I want to challenge you tonight. If you've got a relative, a family member that you haven't talked to about Jesus and you know they're not saved, Fulfill the mission. Let's, you and I, stay on our mission. Let's use this season, as difficult as it is, to stay focused on what, this, what our mission is all about. Telling people about Jesus Christ. Praying for their soul. Asking God to give us opportunities to open doors that we can share our faith, that we can minister to them in order to see them saved. Because those of us that have had that opportunity to lead others to Christ will bear witness to what I'm going to say. There is no greater joy that you will have in this world than leading someone to Jesus Christ. There is something that transpires in your spirit when God in his grace and mercy uses you to bring someone into the kingdom Oh, there's nothing like that. To know that their name is written in the book of life because you were bold enough, courageous enough to open up your mouth and share the good news with them, to pray with them and see them through a difficult time that they have. And they have thanking God for you. And God will receive great glory for that. I believe God's going to do something incredible in all of our lives. But that is going to be focused on and centered on you and I staying on mission, recognizing that we need to pray. In fact, we're going to be doing that in just a moment. We're going to be praying for all the unsaved loved ones that we have, that we know. We're going to be lifting them up before the throne of grace. But it's also going to be praying, God, open up the door for me. Give me those opportunities that I can share the gospel, whether it's uh, with a relative, whether it's a family member, whether it's my next door neighbor, whether it's somebody at the supermarket, whoever it might be, God, give us souls. We want to stay focused on our mission, especially in this time. Let's pray right now. I want to pray. Do you have a loved one that's not saved? Family member? Maybe it's a, a, a best friend, or maybe it's a next-door neighbor that you've known for a long time. I want you to agree with me right now for God to grant you opportunity to share the gospel with them 
so that they might be saved. Father, we come before you tonight in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for your word tonight. It reminds us of our mission, oh God, that our mission is not to have a physically pleasant life here on this earth, although you'd love to bless your children uh, with, with one blessing after another. God, our mission is not to build a great career or, or to have a lot of possessions. Our mission here on this earth as your people is to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share the good news, oh God, to make disciples, oh God, to tell everyone that you loved them and you demonstrated that love by sending your only son to die on the cross of Calvary. Father, I pray right now for those loved ones that we all have, oh God, that th those people that we know, oh God, that don't know you, that still live in darkness, oh God, that don't know what it is to, to sense your presence in their life, oh God, that have never experienced genuine forgiveness of their sins. Lord, we lift them up before your throne of grace today and we pray, oh God, give us an opportunity to share the gospel. I pray, Father, for fresh power from heaven. You said that the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for the, that very purpose so that we might be witnesses for you, so that we might tell everyone the good news. And so I pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all of our lives. Give us power to be an effective witness for you, Father. And then open the right doors, Lord. Open the doors for us to share the gospel with that family member, with that neighbor, with that friend, oh God. Maybe that coworker, oh God, that uh, in the past we've had opportunities, but, but somehow we've held back, oh God, in fear. I come against that fear in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind that fear, oh God, and I lose the spirit of courage upon your people, oh God, that we might courageously, boldly share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those that you bring us in contact with, oh God. We want to stay on mission, no matter what we are dealing with during this pandemic, oh God, no matter what we have are, are facing or even yet to face, God, we want to fulfill the mission that you have given every single one of us, both individually and collectively. We want to see souls saved. We want to see the name that's above every other name be glorified. We want hearts to be raised in thanksgiving for the light that you have brought into the, their soul. Father, help us to do all this for the glory of the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.